Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Craig? Thank you for saying my name this week. It's the last show you didn't. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. I was pissed off about that when I was playing the show together. Yeah, I know. I, I realized that, too. Not sure if any, any of you heard us, but we did a, we were guests on a podcast this week. Very special. Barry, as always, sounded like shit, so that was funny. I feel like the first, you know, first minute. It, it worked <laughs> itself out. How did it? How did it work itself out? I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. Thank, thankfully, it did. I mean, I'm thankful that I mentioned it. We were on that that anchor platform, which we've never used, and you sounded bizarre to me. Yeah. And you know, knowing you, I figured it was it was probably something wrong. But those guys didn't even notice it or say anything. I was like, "Why are you talking like a robot right now?" And you were like, "No, oh, I sound fine." <laughs> and then those guys, I was disappointed in myself when I listened back to that podcast. What was the name of that podcast? The Hoop Scoop. Right. So I was disappointed listening back because they they said, is Barry capable of fixing it, like, on the air? <laughs> and that was such a perfect opportunity for me to laugh. <laughs> and uh, I didn't say anything. Yeah. So I was angry about that. How are you doing, man? Are you still healthy? I'm still healthy, as is my family. Thank you for asking. How about you? I am still healthy, as is my family, I think. Uh, how's how's the bike shop Sell, selling oh. bikes like hotcakes still like like Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes? You're selling those bikes. <laughs> yeah, does that are we reading an ad now? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's just a, that's a free plug. Great. Uh, yeah. No, it's still busy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a lot of it's linked to the weather too. So, and and every day is a weekend now. You know, for most people. So yeah, yesterday was really busy. Today was really busy. We're selling a lot of bikes. It's 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 still really really busy and you know you watch the news and all the experts are saying everything we've been telling you for the past few weeks this is the week to listen to what we said don't go out you know even the supermarket the pharmacy this is the week to stay home and meanwhile we have like our store door locked because we only let like three people in at a time and we got a line of people on the sidewalk these people are coming out for for bicycles so a lot of people are not taking it that seriously I mean, yes, most people have masks on, they have gloves on, like my whole staff, we're wearing masks and gloves, so, like, we're serious to the thing, and, like, I even said to one of my coworkers, because he said, like, what are we doing? Like, should we really be here? I said, we're we're working. Like, we're at our job. You know, these are the people that are coming out to buying this shit, you know? It, but then I realized, is that just, like, make us, like, the drug dealer? And, like, I'm trying to tell myself it's okay, because I'm not doing the drugs, I'm just selling the drugs, you know what I mean? Well, you're not selling things that are going to kill people. No, no, not at all, but, you know... I but guess you're right. The, it, would you, would they come if you weren't? They're only coming because you're open. Right, right. 
there's one thing that I think we have in common right now about our days, and it does piss me off a lot of the time. I don't know if it pisses you off, <laughs> but listen, this this whole time is weird for everybody. Yeah. And listen, everybody, we're going to get to the Knicks at some... We're going to talk a little Knicks tonight, right, Barry? I mean, maybe. At some point, just not fucking right now. But you're really busy at work, right? Yeah. And you're seeing all these people come in to buy fucking bicycles because they're... A lot of people are not busy right now. Right. And I look out my windows, and I'm fucking busy, like you're busy. I look out my windows at when I get like a free 10 seconds to go do something. Yep. And I see parents riding their bicycles with their kids. Yeah. Out having a catch on the lawn. I see people fucking posting on Facebook like these shots of them just driving around in their convertible or or laying out in in the sun, getting some fresh air, and it pisses me off. Yeah, I can hear it. You have such an angry tone in your voice, but people are trying to have like a little bit of like like a little semblance of normalcy. They're trying to get a little bit of pleasure in their day when like the rest of their day they're riddled with fear, anxiety, stress. I mean, yes, I mean, well, I. I so um yeah I'm I, I'm I I'm not angry with them. <laughs> I'm angry that I don't get to oh. do some of those things to relieve some of that anxiety and stress. Right. I'm just I have anxiety and stress from work. So you're jealous. And then yeah, you deal with this bullshit at night when you turn on the news. Yeah. There's no break. Right. You're obviously just a much better person than me, and it doesn't <laughs> phase you at all. Well, we know I'm a much better person than you. That you know that, that's that obvious. Substantiated that. I mean, every day of my life, I start to realize how bad of a person I am. Because I'm not good. And about 90% of it is th- thanks to the Knicks, I, I think. That's a heavy burden, yeah. you know? It is a heavy the burden. The Knicks have put on you. Did you hear Tracy Morgan on the Today Show? I, you know, I was putting my, my, I was putting my son to bed uh, before he likes me to sit, you know, sit in there and play music, like, on my phone or whatever while he goes to bed. So I usually scroll Twitter, and I saw something. Somebody tweeted, did Tracy, uh, did Tracy Morgan actually say this on live TV? But I couldn't listen to it because I was in his room as he was sleeping. I meant to go back to it. So, no, I, I can't wait to hear what he said. I can only imagine what he said. All right. Here's Tracy McGrady on the Today Show. Did you just say Tracy McGrady? Tracy McGrady Morgan. Yeah. Tracy McGrady Morgan. <laughs> That's his middle name. Tell me about what life is like being at home for Tracy and his family. Oh, well, me and my wife been quarantining in for like three weeks. So she's pregnant. Three times. Every week she got pregnant. Okay. So, you know. So, we, 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 and we also, we're role-playing a lot now. We're role-playing. She's playing a young maiden whose grandfather was infected with coronavirus. And I'm the scientist who discovered the cure. And she'll do anything to save her grandfather's life. Okay. I mean anything. Well, you are are a creative one. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he's on the Stern show. Holy shit. That's a morning news show, pretty much. (laughs) That's great. That was tame Tracy Morgan, though. I mean, that's not that tame. For him, it's tame, dude. His wife's grandfather was infected with the coronavirus, and he's the scientist, and she will do anything to save her grandfather. That's right. He got her pregnant three times already. I do these therapy sessions now. Have I told you about my new therapy sessions with the coronavirus going on? No. You know, I had been seeing a, I had been seeing, I have been seeing a therapist for some time now because right. I'm so problematic and angry. So she won't see her patients, uh, you know, in person. Because of everything going on. Sure. We do FaceTime. And I get in my car for privacy. I drive to the beach, which is like five minutes away. And then does she drive to the beach and pull in the parking space next to you? <laughs> no, that, that would be better. <laughs> that would be cool. 
But I get there and then we'd get on a FaceTime like call and it fucking sucks, man. It's I don't want to do it anymore. It's not beneficial. Yeah. And we just get together every week and I just talk about the coronavirus and how this sucks. You pay the same amount, right? Even though it's not face to face. Yeah. Should I be angry about that? A little bit. Should I be pissed about that? Yeah, you should be a little, should be a little bit of a discount, I think. I should ask for a discount. I would think so. It's not the same service. Would you believe... Now, I can say this because I know she's not listening to this shit. And sometimes I get a little nervous talking about people that I talk to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you believe she wants me to mail the copay checks? These $15 copays by check? Oh, you can't Venmo, huh? She refuses to Venmo. She still yeah, fucking well, she's refuses a pro- she's, to Venmo. She's a professional. So, I get, you know, I could see Venmoing a babysitter, Venmoing a tutor... You know. But like you said, these are, I'm just getting, we're getting on the phone. We can't waive the fucking copay. Why do these doctors even need the copay? Is it illegal for them to not take it? They're getting like hundreds of dollars just for the session from the insurance. Yeah, but it's still company. money. I mean, it's still giving up money. Why would they give up that money? You know, you're not, it's not just your $15. If she's got eight sessions a day, you know, now you're talking about, you know, over $100 that she's got, a, that she's going to give up. So now you know how every week I had to deal with getting exact change for her because she doesn't carry any fucking change? Yes. It's a $15 copay. If I give her 20 she doesn't have $5 ever. Like, you know that I'm giving you $15. You can't have fucking $5 on you. So every week, I have to make sure I have a 10 and a 5 Right. And now it's just Otherwise, I have to still... give her the 20 and then she says for next week, just remember next time and give me 10 And it's like, all right, great. So then I have to get a fucking 10 for next time. You know how hard this shit is? Yeah. Yeah. So now instead of that, it's been replaced with every month I have to remember to write a fucking check and put it in the mail, which is equally annoying. Yeah. I don't know if the therapy is helping me, Barry. I don't think it is. I mean, I've known you for quite some time now. You don't think it's helping me? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, know what you'd be like without it, I guess. Um, do you do you sense that there's a problem here that needs therapy? Be honest. Yeah, you could probably use the therapy. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. All right, so I don't know if we want to talk about – I don't really want to talk about the Knicks, but I feel like we should. Yeah, I mean – It is a Knicks podcast, right? It is, technically. Okay. For now, I mean, it might. we might just stop, change the name and do something else. But <laughs> I mean, what if they never come back? Never? I have to turn this into the Craig and Barry motherfucking D show. Yeah, that's right. the name that it'll be. <laughs> so oh, that's, so there's, there you go. Is, is it coming back? Or when is it coming back? Is it a lost season? I mean, we're going to get into that later. Uh, let's first talk about the Knicks silence and how upset the national media is about it and why. Is it not the national media. Is it the national media that's upset about it? It's the, it's the New York media, right? It's the New York media, but it's also The national like, media understands, like, you know, the whole NBA. It's also, But it's also guys from, like, The Athletic, like Vorkanov or whatever his name yeah, is. But, yeah, but they, he covers— write for national papers, but they cover the Knicks. But they cover the Knicks, right. right so, I mean, I consider them national media. Nah. Barely. Nah. Are we really arguing about who's who's the national media? Let's just stop it right now. <laughs> the nation isn't looking. Well, really, nobody's looking for the Knicks to do this. But you're right. The Knicks beat reporters are. They're looking for something to write about. They're upset that Leon Rose and the Knicks front office hasn't spoken since the coronavirus. And according to them, the Nets have, and at least a third of the NBA has, which is obviously a minority. Yeah. I think it's fucking ridiculous. They want the Knicks to speak so they can rip them apart for something that they say. And so that they have something to write about. We have a podcast that we could do whatever we want. You know, they can't write about whatever they want in their columns. They're paid to write about basketball, in this case, the Knicks, right? Well, they could they could actually come up with some creative things to write about. They don't need the Knicks to speak to write. 
Right, right. They can earn their uh, earn their paycheck and well, they could do what reporters used to do, right, and go out and find stories themselves, not just wait to be called to a press conference <laughs> or right. wait to be called to a Zoom media conference so they can write the same all write the same bullshit stories about the Knicks. Well said. So they were upset about that. Then a few days later, Mark Berman puts this article out, you know, I'm sure just trying to get some sort of controversy with the Knicks about how many of the Knicks players were upset with Julius Randle this year. Wasn't he the first one that put out the article last year about a lot of players were upset with Alonzo Trier? Ah, uh, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. There's always somebody that gets the players upset. Yeah. Listen, I'm sure it's true. We all saw Julius Randle play, so I don't think we need to doubt that players were upset with that, especially guys like R.J. Barrett. Right? We watched Julius play this year. He's not great at sharing. We know that. We've said it. Craig, pop question. Who's the Who has the second most assists per game for the Knicks? Julius Randle. Yes, that's right. So there's that, <laughs> right? I mean, that would be a stupid question to ask if the answer was like... Somebody unrelated that we're not talking anybody about Anybody not Julius Randle. <laughs> that's right. Much. I would say, yeah, but it's true. You know, behind Alfred Payton, he's got more assists than anybody. And how many is that? It's three point one. <laughs> I'm just and how saying. many of those assists were him spinning with the ball and the ball just like flying out of his hands? It just lands in someone else's hands and they're shooting, getting it. Right, and he got the. That's credit. probably accounts for all of the assists. Right. So, did you read this article? No. Mark Bergman says that you know R.J. Barrett was frustrated by Randall's inability to share the ball, his over dribbling, um, his being a turnover machine, according to. The Berman source, a lot of players on the team felt this way, except for Alfred Payton. You know, he, he, his, he had the ball every possession. He was bringing up the ball. So, you know, he touched the ball all the time. And then this uh, Eastern and Eastern Conference personnel man. Who, what is that? Mark Berman quotes an Eastern Conference personnel man. Eastern Conference. Per- so they're just saying that this is somebody that works for a team in the Eastern Conference. Is He's that- an Eastern <laughs> Conference personnel man. I've never heard that job title. Description. <laughs> Who could that be? That could be the could fucking be towel anybody. guy for some Eastern Conference team. Yeah, it's the towel boy for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> well, this Eastern Conference personnel man told the Post, you can't argue with Randall's productivity, but he was in the wrong role. Should not be your number one or even your number two, maybe not even your number three on a serious contender. He doesn't have yeah. a good enough feel, is too ball dominant, yada, yada, yada. That Is any of this shit news? Can you believe Mark Berman's writing this? He shouldn't be your number one, two, or three option on a serious contender. No shit. He shouldn't even be your number one, number two, or number three on a shit team like the Knicks. (laughs) Listen, I'm not a Randall hater. I just know that he's going to be a lot better if there's at least two guys that are significantly better than him on the team. And he got off to a really rocky start this season and... Really bad. And, you know, so any... So let's say, like... He, you know, would turn over, turn over the ball like, you know, six times a game, like the first month of the season. Anytime he would have a similar type of turnover where he would like spin around and lose the ball into traffic, it, it you know, it just spe- felt like exponentially worse because you had seen it before. But I do feel like he kind of limited the amount that that was happening as the season progressed. You have to think about his mindset coming to the season. You know, the Knicks didn't get Durant, right? They didn't get the big fish they were hoping to get. They signed Randall too. Not a huge deal, but easily the biggest deal of anyone they signed this offseason. And he was feeling that pressure. He he got announced last in the starting lineup, which we all know the Garden does that for their marquee player that season. So I'm sure he was feeling pressure of wanting to, to do good and wanting to live up to his contract and wanting to be that guy on the team. So he, you could see he was pressing and doing too much most of the season. 
Well, the next day after that article, you know, a lot of fans had a lot of fun with that article because a lot of fans hate Julius Randle. I saw some fans were getting into some, like, Twitter or Instagram beefs with him, and he was responding. Oh, is that right? The next day, did you see the Knicks were posting tons of Julius Randle highlight videos or... Well, they've been or picking Julius a... Randall like dancing with his family. <laughs> they've been picking a different player every day, right? And they kind of tweet out yeah, all well... day long one particular player. So yeah, maybe they so you... maybe they unwrapped yeah. Julius Randall's you know presser. Uh... <laughs> Excuse me, a day early. <coughs> oh no, Barry's coughing. I'm good. Now normally I would edit that out, but <laughs> if this is the beginning of something, Barry. No, I think the my drink went down the wrong pipe here. That is symptom number one. All right, guys. If you want to buy some crumb cakes, you know where to get them, right, Barry? Do you know where to get them? Well, normally I do, but I think we have to wait, right? Are they temporarily closed? There's no crumb cakes being sold right now, but let's keep thinking about them because they're important to us. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. This company, dude, has got flavors like salted caramel, blackout joe. They're coming up with new flavors all the time, to be honest. You really got to check out their website. ClarksonAvCrumb.com and see what they have brewing. They usually do special cakes for Valentine's Day. They did a heart-shaped one. They're always doing fun stuff. You could get it in an 8x8 traditional crumb cake, or you can get their world-famous crumpkins, which are essentially mini muffins that are crumb cakes. And you get them in all the same flavors that they do their crumbs in. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, when they start up again, because we don't even know that date yet, but when they do, you can use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE and get 23% off your order. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Did you say that? I did not. I mean, I said it once, but it's always good to say it again. There you go. There you have it. The stupidest ad to read right now. They're not even selling crumb cakes, but we're reading the ads. Well, you know what Jake's 58 says on News 12? They said, we're closed right now, but when we, re- when we reopen, we can't wait to have you back. And that's, I'm sure that's how Clarkson F. Crumb feels. They're shutting down for the coronavirus. And when they open up, we should kill them with orders, right? Yeah, because they, they lost all their Easter business. You know, Easter's coming up, and that's a popular oh. item to bring over to Easter dinner. And now nobody's Is that, having Easter Is that dinners. true? Can you imagine the possibilities for flavors for Easter that they were going to come up with? The, the, what do you think they were going to do? Uh, the Cadbury egg crumb cake. The Cadbury egg crumb? What, what do you do with that? There's little Cadbury eggs in the cake? There's like a cream inside the crumb cake. Now, when you say Cadbury egg, you mean the the chocolate one. Happy Easter and Passover, by the way. You too. To you, to everybody. You, you're talking about the eggs that you, as I love the, the, the chocolate shell, like life-size type eggs that open up and it's the cream inside. Yes. Is that what we're talking about? That, that's what we're talking about. I fucking love those. Those are delicious. <laughs> oh, those are so good. Why don't I have any of those right now? I went to CVS the other day, and I bought like $75 worth of stuff at CVS, all candy and shit. Easter shit? Yeah, Easter stuff, because my wife likes to make the kids Easter baskets. But now, whenever we need anything, my wife doesn't go out. She stays home, because I've I've already been exposed, right, you know, going to work every day. So we figure, okay, I, I might as well be the one to go to the supermarket when we need grocery shopping done, or in this case, get the Easter baskets done. I'm already out in the world, so it's me that this burden is laid upon to go out and do. So I did it. Mm. So what'd you get? You got the eggshells? The, the little I didn't get the Cadbury eggs. egg things. Well, the eggshells, we No, but don't you have to get the shit to, to put yeah. the candy in? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you yeah. save those. I save those from year to year. Yeah, we, put, we, we you know, scatter them on the lawn outside. But for their baskets, I got um, these little Reese's Pieces, but they come shaped like a carrot and like this plastic thing. So it looks like a carrot because they're orange, you know. That's nice. 
Starburst, Skittles, Hershey. I am doing a, a, a Zoom Passover Seder with the family tomorrow night. Oh, that sounds awful. Or tonight. I mean, I don't know when we're posting this podcast, but I'm doing a Zoom Passover Seder with the family. I mean, it sounds it, nice, it but it does awful. sound awful. No, <laughs> I mean, they're awful in general, but now they're going to me over Zoom. Now, do you at guys... Least with, at least with Easter, by the way, you can... And you can at least throw the eggs out and the candy and the kids enjoy it. You know, like, does that holiday really suffer because of the virus? Not really. You're just not seeing any of your crazy family you would normally see, right? Right, right, right. And you I heard a cool thing. still get to do thing. the coolest part. Yeah, yeah. And I heard, I heard a cool thing with, like, uh, there's, like, this Easter egg hunt, which normally you go to, like, a field and you run around with a bunch of other kids. This Easter egg hunt you do from the car. It's, like, a seven-mile route. And they like painted these giant eggs and you look out your car window and you try to spot them along this route. That sounded pretty mm. cool. So anyway, if, for, for those of you who don't know, though, about Passover dinner, there's a book that you sit down with at Passover dinner, the Haggadah. And you're supposed to read through this whole book. People have heard of the four questions sometimes. It's not just four questions. This is long book that you're supposed to read. Do you now do you, does your family normally do that? Like the Listen, whole thing? Everything, everything that my religion does or our religion does is just to make your life miserable <laughs> and long. <laughs> so, yes, every fucking holiday, you know, while the rest of the world is out there picking up chocolates from fucking eggs on grass and playing games, we're fucking reading for hours. It's not fun. And you're reading with these like this like slow-paced eating. Everything that we do is like... What should take an hour takes five. But this year, yeah, typically we would read through the whole fucking thing. It's changed a lot since, like, there's little kids now, a lot of little kids. It used to be very serious. Now it's very, it's mostly in English. It's all fun shit. It's quick. Uh, This is going to be within a half an hour, this one, this time, because of the Zoom. Right. So you're going to be, like, are you going to be at the dinner table? Table is set and you're going to have, like, the laptop in front of of the the Seder plate or something? Yeah, I'm thinking we're going to have a like a we're going to have the laptop out doing a wide shot of the four of us at the table. Right. And we'll be able to watch the other tables. And yeah, maybe if it, maybe if someone's it's like my son is going to read or speak, you will move the camera in front of him for his moment. Can I get the link to the Zoom? No, I'm just pre- you know how there have been some security issues with Zoom. I'm just hoping that nothing inappropriate happens. <laughs> Trust me, nobody nobody's looking to crash your say to dinner, okay? Nobody's looking to get in on. Well, where are these security things ha- issues happening? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've maybe heard there's like getting... inappropriate thing. People are going on Zoom and doing inappropriate shit to people. Oh yeah, yeah. They're exposing themselves. They're they're. Doing lots of bad. Can things. you imagine if some stranger exposed themselves during the Passover Seder? I mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be devastating for years. Kids would never want to do it again. All right, let's talk about the NBA season, Barry, because I've been reading some stuff. Uh, you know, some fans are starting to feel like, you know, when is this coronavirus shit going to end? Uh, what is the point, really? Should we just be scratching the NBA season? There was a report today that. The NBA is hoping to crown a champion by Labor Day. When is Labor Day? September. Oof. It's like the first weekend or second weekend of September. First weekend. I think. Oh man! So 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 then we're talking like what a July start to the playoffs, maybe at the latest. Yeah. Well, what it is is like beyond, my yeah, like go. time is so fucked up right now because it feels like we've been going through this shit for months. 
you know, or at least two months, Ugh. right? But That's really, been like if you look three at three weeks, yeah, yeah, it's been like three weeks. I know. So I mean, the so that's one thing. So yeah, it feels a lot longer than it's actually been in reality. Um, it looks like there actually might be, you know, a plateau coming after this week, and after the plateau, things are going to start, you know, simmering down. Hopefully, and people are going to start getting better. There's going to be less cases, and then that's when you're going to start to look up to opening new things and you know, getting back to a sense of normalcy. Um, you know, the NBA was at the forefront of this whole thing. They were the first league to to put an end to games and shut it down. We'll see what happens, you know, as far as when they feel comfortable opening it up and with what kind of restrictions and regulations there are going to be in place, you know. They, I mean, we know that they're looking at everything from playing games to empty arenas to, you know, going to a... a, a a, a particular location where they can monitor and, and feel like they can keep it, the players in control and safe, you know, so they're looking at all options. They don't want to scrap the season, you know, but they're really not going to be able to make any judgments or any decisions until they start getting green lights from, you know, from the white house and from the CDC. And, you know, when there's proof that this thing is actually coming to an end. The, the hardest part is that the, the, it has to basically come to an end in the entire world. Right, right. And as we see that New York may be finally coming, you know, coming to the end of its worst, there are other places like New Orleans that are, you know, are now becoming like these new hotspots and we're going to see case numbers rise in other areas. So you're absolutely right. Right. They're going to they're going to be getting hit hard like we were. I mean, hopefully not. Like what's going on in Canada? You know, what's going on in the rest of the world? You have to be so sure that this thing is 99.9% in the clear. I think even before you start bringing players to some remote location to to have the playoffs because yeah, you could you could probably test all the players when they arrive there, right? Test the trainers, test the coaching staff, make sure nobody has it before you let them in. But that's to get in. Okay, let's what if one of those people had it before they go in, okay? Let's say they test the whole I've heard this rumor of like testing teams and anyone who's going to be involved. If one person tests positive for it, then then anybody over there could have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. is going to have it soon. Right. So then what? The whole team is disqualified because then someone on that team might have it. I I don't know how you do this. And then you have so many people just involved in, you know, with the league and making the games happen who are just working for the league. There's still going to be too many people involved. Yeah. So I don't see how you bring back this. I honestly don't see how you bring back the season. I'm fucking of the opinion. I've been thinking today, just, just fucking forget it. And let's be honest. I mean, for Knicks fans, it doesn't really matter. Right. We're not missing out on anything. Right. I'm missing out on lo- on cheering against LeBron, basically, for a couple months. But the best part of the NBA season is the fucking offseason anyway. So if we, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of fans' opinions... No, no the playoffs. The best Come part on, the of play- the NBA season... The playoffs se- are terrific, no, Craig. That. Come on. It's the... Maybe it's because I'm a Knicks fan. It's the draft. <laughs> it's the offseason. It's the excitement of signing new players, um, starting over. Yeah, that's it, from... For some, for some fans, fan, that's a very Craig, special yes. time of the season. But if if the playoffs go until like September, well, right? that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, the further and then you along, ruin that, the yeah, go. The, I'm sorry, I'm no, taking up the whole time. No, no, you know, go. <laughs> the further the further along you go into the year, you start impacting next season. So if you do end up picking up the playoffs in July, like you said, and then taking it through Labor Day, now next season's affected, and you're going to have to push the start of next season back or create a condensed season 
where you're not going to get a normal season until two years from now. So that's everything that they're looking at because, like you said, yeah, if it gets too close or let's say we're, you know, it is July, then you have a decision to make. Okay, do we scrap the season so that we can kick off the 2020-2021 season as scheduled, you know, summer league in August, preseason in September, October, and kick off the regular season in October? Or do we push that back and start Christmas and play a 60-game season for next season? Right, so you could either have... Two short seasons. Just this season be affected, you know, just be like, fuck it. There's no more games. There's no champion. And next season, just have a normal season, hopefully. You know, where you have a normal offseason, normal draft. The teams, it's a crucial part of the se- It's a crucial part of the year, the offseason, for a lot of these teams. Having the time to do coach interviews properly. Find a GM if they want to. Rebuild their front office. Having the proper time to do all that shit. Having the proper time to figure out who you want to sign, who you want to draft what you want to do next season. You, you scrunch that into a few weeks. Who Like, I don't know. I think that's going to really affect next season for everyone. Not only in, you know, it's a shorter season, so it's fewer games. I don't think that's a big deal. But it's really about rushing this process of building your team for, for every year. And of course, Barry, there's the risk that they do come back this year and they do the playoffs and coronavirus wasn't gone. And it creates more sickness in some way or some NBA player gets sick and then they have to just shut it down. And then you've eaten into the next season and it's all fucked. At some point, they have to make a decision. Let's just cut it off. And I feel like that's going to be happening. That's my guess. Because you can't just you can't just keep waiting it out, waiting it out. And then in August, you're like, all right, we're going to play next week. Look, Adam Silver is a very smart guy. He is a very unconventional and willing to take risks type of commissioner as far as, you know, not not only changing things for a better product, but he'll whatever he's got to do to make this thing successful in the end, he's going to do. And I'm sure they have a calendar with a specific day on that calendar that says, look, if we can be up and running on this day with either plan A or plan B of whatever we want to do, you know, skip to the playoffs or skip to this type of format with a shortened playoffs, maybe a, you know, a best of three instead of best of seven type series to shorten up the playoffs. I'm sure they have that date and a couple of options in mind, but he, they're def, like you said, they're definitely not going to jump the gun on this. They're not going to do it until it's 100% safe. Um, you know, we, we know them pulling the plug swiftly when they did back in March showed the country that they're, you know, they're willing to to do what's going to be best, you know, for their players and and really took a lead, you know, for for all the leagues. Um, in this country when they did what they did. What's your gut tell you for not what you think is going to happen, but what do you want to happen as a Knicks fan? As a, as, so not, not as an NBA fan, but as a Knicks fan? As a, whatever kind of basketball fan you are. Yeah. As an NBA fan, as a Knicks fan. Um, do you uh, think, before you go into it, it's just something to think about. Is it going to have the same, I, mean, I guess it'll have the same meaning, but the, so if they start in July or August, it's been at that point, how many months since we last... Yeah. Since we last saw these teams play. Yeah. I mean, you're talking mid-March, right? So April, May, June, July. You're talking four months that they haven't been on the court. You're right. That's a big, it's a huge factor too. All right. So even if the team that wins it. It's almost like, like a stale they have product won it? that you've got out there. Anybody can win. Look, I think for you to try to predict what's going to happen, first, you have to figure out what you think is going to happen with this virus. Because there's some people that think it's going to 
taper off in another month. And then you have some people that think it's going to go to the end of the summer, you know, and that's obviously wherever you, you your stance falls on that is going to implicate what your stance is on what the NBA is going to do. And I'm not an expert. I'm not a, a doctor. You're not a doctor. I, I, I have access to this. I have access to the same information that everybody else has. Can you imagine if they come back in August? The Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That's crazy. Because everyone else is so stale and it's been a while that the two of them lead the Nets to, to the championship. be unreal. <laughs> I think I would kill myself. <laughs> Just a warning to everybody out there. If that happens, it would feel It would me. feel like a different season. You're right. I mean, enough time has lapsed that, yeah, maybe it makes sense just to pull the plug on the season. You know, and it sucks for for guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks, and you know it sucks for LeBron, who maybe lost out on another championship that he could have had this year to add to his resume. But in reality, it's probably what's best for the league and for the integrity of the game. Really, the fact that they have been away for four months and the fact that it, it it's going to feel like a totally separate season. You're not carrying over from the prior few months you just had. There's this huge block of space that's empty where there are no games played. And now you're picking up for like this mini season that really is totally unrelated to what just happened. Totally. And and whatever comes of it will be will be critical unless unless like the best team wins, it'll be blamed on the time off and what's going on. And then so you'll have, let's say, like a sixth seed wins it, right? Or just some team nobody expected. Someone not the Lakers, basically. Yeah. Because I feel like the NBA coming back will only be for fucking LeBron James and the Lakers. Because boo-hoo, LeBron would be upset if he wasn't able, if he just played most of a season for fucking nothing. Which, by the way, that's what the Knicks do and Knicks fans suffer through every fucking year. <laughs> that's right. So I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> that's right. But, that, you know, you could, like, like we're saying, you come back for the playoffs so late. It's anyone's game at that point. Anyone can win. How meaningful is that? Right. And then it eats into next season, and it and it and it ruins the off season. It affects everyone's season next year. Everyone. Yeah, you know, talking to you about this actually just just made me realize, and it it helped me come to this realization. If the NBA can't pick up in any type of capacity in the month of May, I don't want the season. You know what I mean? If they can get back on the court. At any point in the month of May, I think I'm okay with it. You know, they've only been away from the game for two months. It's not we can maybe there. salvage this, but if, if we get ha- into, they're not coming back in May. Well, then then I then, then my vote, <laughs> not like I'm gonna get one, but yeah, my vote would be yeah to scrap the season. You know, it sucks. yeah. Let's just have a let's have a normal fucking season next year. Yeah, and you know this you know the sucks. anticipation and the hype and the excitement that we're gonna have for opening day next season. After like the longest absence of basketball in our lives, it, it'll be huge. I mean, and and the NBA loves ratings, right? And they love the excitement. And the lo- yeah, so I mean, I think it, it it'll it'll elevate next season that much more because of the absence that we had. And maybe the players will be elevated. Maybe LeBron will be elevated. Maybe these teams that feel slighted because they didn't get their shot. Yeah, it puts a gonna, lot. You're right. It puts a lot. Like maybe LeBron and the Lakers and Anthony Davis, they're gonna wanna have the best record that's ever happened in the NBA next season because of it. Like, let the players use that as fuel for next season. Don't play a fucking meaningless playoff system in August or September and then ruin my fucking offseason. Right. The only thing that I enjoy. (laughs) Because once the season starts, it's downhill for us. 
All right, let's do the uh, our weekly tankathon, Barry. Go to tankathon.com. Well, because there have been no games, we're still stuck in sixth here, which I say that every week, and it's probably unnecessary. We're going to sim the lottery. We could we could fall as low as... We're in the sixth spot, so we could fall to what, 10th, Barry? You clear on that? I don't remember. We have a 9% chance at the number one overall, 37% chance at top four. The past three weeks we've done this, we've ended up selecting... Who have we ended up selecting? Onyeka Okonglu from USC. All right, let's check this out. Sim the lottery. Here we go. We ended up with the eighth pick. Oh, come on. We can't crack that top five. And uh, the eighth pick for the uh, Tankathon mock draft, they've got Onyeka Okonglu. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. This is a goddamn joke. <laughs> no, they don't. Is this don't. a joke? Every week with you. Guys, we're going to end up with a fucking eighth pick in this year's draft. And Barry's mom is going to be more upset about that than how much I'm cursing. Is she still listening? I don't think so. <laughs> but who knows? Are they doing quarantined. good? Are they doing good through all this? Yeah, they're doing well. They're bunkered down. Although my dad, oh, yeah, my, you know what? My father went for a bike ride today. He said, yeah, I rode eight miles. I said, you go alone? He said, no, I went with like five other guys. I said, dad, that's horrible. You can't be riding. Riding your bike behind somebody is worse than being in a crowd of people. What, is he, what is he doing? Sweat Barry? and spit coming out of their mouth. And it's going to fly right in your face. And he's telling me, oh, I was like 10 yards behind him. I said, it doesn't matter. It's going to fly right in your face. It's... He shouldn't be doing that. Oh, yeah. These old guys hacking up lungs riding oh. bicycles. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All right, guys. That's going to do it for the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it doesn't get better than this. Right, Barry? <laughs> I don't know. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can call us. I, I'm kind of su- kind of surprised that with so little going on right now that we're not getting more voicemails. Yeah, but I mean, what's going to really ignite you to pick up the phone to call a Knicks podcast hotline when there's no basketball going on? Listen, I want to know how Manny, the dentist from Stanford, is doing. There you go. I want to know. I want to hear some... Sp- I want to hear some spoken word from Josiah, all right, out in California. <laughs> there you go. I spoke to a dentist friend of mine the other day. You know, Todd. And you, When did you speak to Todd? I spoke to him on Wednesday of last week. Todd, who we ran into at, at the, the Knicks game. game. There you go. When so, we were sitting courtside. So he's a dentist, and I said, uh, you must be hurting, huh? Like, you know, your, your practice, your business. He said, yeah. He's like, you have no idea. It's horrible. He said, they're by law, they have to close. They're only allowed to open up the office for, like, dental emergencies. If they're caught doing anything else, like for any patients, they get a huge fine. Um, so, yeah, so they're, they're dying. Dentists, dentists are dying out there. I, can't, I still can't believe he's a dentist. Isn't that weird to you? Why? I mean, this is just a guy we hung out in high school. So I just still don't understand what made him do that. And oh, it's a family crowd. His dad, was, his dad was a dentist. His brother's a yeah, dentist. Yeah, I get it. But he, he doesn't strike... He never struck me as a dentist, you know? No, no, I guess not. <laughs> so I can't even pick... I still can't picture it. <laughs> All right, you can call us. What's the fucking number, Barry? 516-33-MESH-1. That's 516-336-3741. If you're still listening to our show, even though there's no Knicks, you can subscribe, tell your friends, uh, leave a review. And remember, if you got any uh, your own versions of the It's a Hard Knicks Life theme song, send them in. It'll give us something to fucking talk about. All right, Barry. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh, listeners, please stay safe. Stay healthy. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Enjoy those eggs. What a show. 
<laughs> Alright guys, until next time, hopefully there is a next time. It is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.